Hey there, my name is Erin Deal, and I'm a half-Southern, half-Midwestern mama, some call this voice a nasal twang, who took $5,000 to build and scale a one-of-a-kind experiential organization that improves the lives of corporate professionals through personal development, humanity, and humor. Along the way, I've built client relationships with some of the most notable companies in the country, all while attracting a rock star team of experts and hilarious facilitators. Sounds pretty awesome, right? Well, what I didn't tell you is that my resume also includes a long list of comedy shows I bombed, improv teams I didn't make, companies who told me no, and many a heartache when it came to becoming a mother. I want to show you the real deal of the grit, creativity, and determination it takes to overcome your disappointments, embrace the suck, and design the career you could only dream about. I believe we all have our own unique gifts that we bring to the world, and it is our mistakes that help to unwrap them. Welcome to Failed It. Welcome to the Failed It podcast that reminds you, you have to fail in order to improve. I'm Erin Deal, the founder of Improve It and your host. And today, I am so excited to have our guest, Miss Haley Bohan, the founder of Skill Pop. She is an amazing woman. Haley graduated from North Carolina State University with her bachelor's in mechanical engineering and since has worked both in product development for a Fortune 500 company and in project management for a local tech company. So currently, Haley is the founder and CEO of Skill Pop, a company that hosts expert-led classes and workshops on topics such as photography, gardening, social media, and more. And since launching in 2015, the company has held over 4,000 in-person classes and has facilitated learning for over 40,000 students. Recently, SkillPop has introduced an online platform called SkillPop Anywhere. Welcome, Haley. Before we get to introduce her, I just want to say a quick little bit about myself and Haley. So Haley and I met recently, um, but I've been a fangirl for a long time. Oh, and I watched you. <laughs> You're welcome, girl. And I, I watched you take your business from Charlotte to Raleigh to Greenville to Nashville to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been amazed at your ability to scale in such a short period of time. And now, given the current pandemic and the state of the world with coronavirus, you quickly pivoted to develop Skill Pop Anywhere which I will have you tell us more about today. But I am a sucker for female founders and leaders who kick butt and take names. Um, so Haley, your new title is Butt Kicker. So add that to your business card. Right, um, BRB while I go uh, update my LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Erin. I'm excited to be here. excited to talk with you today. Yeah. So, you know, the name of the show is Failed It. So I want you first, now I'm going to preface this. We are in the middle of a pandemic. The time that Haley and I are recording this, it's what, week four of Shelter in Place? Something like that. I I don't know about you. The time is just running together for me. So (laughs) I think week four sounds about right, but it feels like it's, yeah, it's been time. Time has a whole new weird meaning to me these days. I know. Me too. Me too. So much so that I forget to change out of my pajamas in the morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I want to know and what our listeners want to know is 
obviously, I just read this amazing bio that has so much success in it. And I love the fact that you were an an engineer turned CEO turned entrepreneur, and you've created this amazing creative space. But what I want to know is through all of this success, what failures and that could they could actually be happening right now? um, What failures have you had that have helped you get to where you are. So we want to hear your failure resume, if you will. So can you tell us a little bit about your failure resume? I will. And Erin, I feel like the first thing I should say, I don't, are you into the Enneagram or do you think your audience is or will be? I think they will be. And I, I have taken it and I have to be honest, I need to retake it to really know what I am. So I'm not, I don't, I know you have a pin on your one of your, you know, yeah, your backpack or something with your number. Yeah, so yes, say that. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, so my I, I just want to give this context. So I I have a group of friends that's very into the Enneagram. And if anyone doesn't know, it's a personality typing system. We do have a class for it um, on at Skillpop. But I love the topic of your podcast and I have been getting such a kick out of it because my Enneagram type is a three. And the three is the performer, the achiever, like the goal setter let me race you to the thing, make everything a competition. Um, Uh And the like, I don't want you to know my failures kind of personality. Uh (laughs) And so I feel like that's just um, important to share that is I man, really, I like you a whole whole lot to come on here (laughs) and talk about failure because I don't it's probably not an easy thing for anyone to talk about. But um, my my personality type is just the kind that's really good at saying like, Oh, no, that wasn't a failure. Like, look what we learned from it. Look at the silver lining. Like, wait, I didn't really mean to do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Because that's so true. I think it takes a strong amount of vulnerability to be able to admit. But I do think that what you've accomplished in such a short period of time is, I mean, look how many places you have business, right? Like, look how many cities mm. you're in. And I'm this, I don't know my number, but I will say that it's got to be similar to that because I'm the same way. And I think that's what inspired this show, to be honest, is the fact that I think when people look at Instagram or they look at somebody's LinkedIn profile, they're only seeing those really successful things. Mm -hmm. But I really believe the fact that it's those stories within those successes that really got us to this place. And I mean, I, girl, I got a list for days of some failures. Okay. Like, it's insane, but I appreciate you saying that. And I pre- I like you too. Well, thank you for joining me on this because I, I get it. It's real. Yeah. It's vulnerable. And you can feel it's free to be as vulnerable as you would like. How about that? Yeah. That sounds good. And I, I'll go ahead and we can go ahead and dive in because I think I've stalled enough. And put, <laughs> put it off. So I, you know, when you, when you say what's your failure um, resume, I think when I look back at my, so I, I started, I'm 30 years old. I started Skill Pop when I was 25. And so I had a pretty short little career that was pre-entrepreneurship. But you know, when I look back at that, Erin, man, the things that I learned through, I mean, through failure and through just hard days of first jobs and second jobs and figuring, kind of figuring yourself out, I do think they're the things that helped me hopefully, you know, be a good leader for my team and um and help me kind of be build the company that we're building now. So the first, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me, and we can dig on in on whatever you want is um, my very short engineering career. So I, like you said, in the beginning, I went to North Carolina State University, I studied mechanical engineering and did three engineering internships during college. The last one was 
for a big consumer products company. I had a great experience interning with them. And so that's where I landed full time. Um, but let me tell you, when you talk about failure, I think um, getting that degree, I almost want to say it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And I say that with a lot of weight, you know, thinking about the hard days as a business owner, the tough decisions that I've made in the last four and a half years of running Skillpop. Um, so there, you know, there might be a few, <laughs> there might be some harder things that I've, that I've had in the last couple of years, but oh man, like for me, I could not have felt like more of a black sheep, like more in the wrong box than in mm-hmm. those couple of years in college. So I'll give like just a little more context in history. You know, I was a, you know, one of those kids that loved school and studied hard and wanted to make good grades. Um, always, always loved science and math and had um, parents who were very highly encouraging of practical degrees that would land you a job after college. And so that's how I landed in engineering school at NC State and had a ton of good resources and good teachers and just constantly felt like I could not quite get it. Can you know, like the thing I say when I look back at that phase of my life was that it uh, challenged my weaknesses and it didn't use my strengths. You know, it was climbing uphill every homework assignment, every test, every project, every group work was an uphill climb, was, you know, like just scraping trying to make it through. And I remember just constantly feeling like I am not good at this, I'm not cut out for it. Um, I liked the idea of engineering. I liked the idea of what you could do with it. But I would look around that classroom, which, uh, you know, as an aside, was ninety percent male, and think like, man, how are all these kids just, just getting it? And I'm having to like work twice as hard for half the results. And of course, I'm you know, there's lots of people who found it hard. I was not by any means the only one. There are lots of. Um, I was very proud and very happy to make it all the way through and to make it through with decent grades, not great grades, but decent. Um, or at least as my, I'm hard on myself. So that's my perspective. But that was, I, you know, if anything, that was my first taste of really just not being great at something. Um, or my, you know, of just feeling like this is not my, not my thing, not my space. And that's kind of where it starts for me. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So then you graduated with this degree, you had a short stint, right? Mm-hmm. In engineering. And then what led you was there any specific thing that made you say, I need to start this company, Skillpop? What made you say, let me completely pivot and do this? Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple of things and I can kind of, um, I'll speed through a few years. So, you know, I, I hustled through to get this degree. And a lot of what I told myself in college was like, okay, if I can just get this and finish, then, then I'll land the job where it makes sense and where it clicks. And so my hope was that that would be in product development. And once I got in, it was a lot of the same feelings of just feeling like it didn't play to my strengths. Um, and I, I, there were a lot of things that I love. You know, I love being creative. I love the obviously, I love the early stage dreaming up solutions to problems. And I got a little taste of that in product development. But you know, for the most part, I I would do that a little bit. And then it was designers who were mostly developing the product, and then it was back to engineers for the technical um, specifications, testing all of that, and so. I, I figured out pretty quickly, you know, I was doing that for a couple of years and, and figured out this, this isn't my forever thing. Um, so my first move, you know, if I had a series of moves, my first one was just to, well, let me try a smaller, earlier stage company. You know, maybe it's mm-hmm. corporate that's not working for me. Maybe it's just engineering itself that's not working for me. So I got a chance to, um, jump in and move to a, um, a startup here in Charlotte that was, 
growing quickly and really exciting. It was 25 people in a loft in a cool part of town. And, um, and you know, I went from being at this huge corporation to being like from here to there, close to the CEO and able to ask any question I wanted and see a little more of the inside of how businesses happen. And so, you know, when you ask what led to Skillpop, that was one of the first things I think was getting mm-hmm. to just be a lot closer to seeing, oh man, it's real people who start businesses. They don't just come right. out of like the smartest and strongest and best. And I say that thinking super highly of the leadership team at this company I worked at. But you see, oh, it's, it's real everyday people. And it just, there's something that made it so much more accessible of feeling like, oh man, if they can do it, I could probably do it. And so I was, I was at this company doing project management for a couple of years, you know, getting a really different feel for a different culture, for a different type of company, different industry. And simultaneously, you know, I was kind of working through my early 20s, um, mm. figuring out adulthood. I got married. I bought a, my husband and I bought a house. Um, we were both new to Charlotte when we moved here, didn't know a soul. And so, you know, we're, we're making friends and building community and trying to figure out all of those other things that go along with early career. And so this was about 2015. You know, I'm about 25 years old. I've been working at this startup and, and I really was, you know, I was not thinking, let me go start a company, but I was just craving something more. You know, I was, I was trying to figure out what is the next thing. I've been, I've been there for about a year and felt pretty comfortable in my job. And so I started by just going to, um, finding, finding new ways to look for community and to meet people. So I started, uh, going to networking events and, um, you know, there was a cool speaker series happening in our city at the time. It was like a once a month, you know, hear from this cool local chef, hear from this city planner. And it was just the most casual, like grab a beer, grab a name tag. We're going to, we're going to meet some new people kind of environment. Um, so I started going to that. There was another meetup that was a monthly, I mean, could not be simpler. Like let's meet at a different brewery every month, literally come whoever you are as you are. Um, so I started going to that and and what I noticed, Aaron, was I noticed, um, you know, these events were just so simple and they were packed every time. And so as I looked around, I realized, you know, I was not the only one looking for ways to meet people, looking for something to do after work besides go to the gym, watch Netflix, go home and cook dinner. I mean, it you you could pack out a brewery with a free or a $5 yoga class. And so it just got me thinking on, on you know, what what do we, what do we do after work? And what do we do to find community and find friends as adults? And then kind of the last piece of the puzzle is, I guess I was just noticing how this was um, not something that existed in the learning space. Mm. Learning traditionally is a big part of your life, you know, up until you're 18, 20, 22. And then traditional school stops, easy ways to find classes stop. And so as I'm getting out into the community, going to networking events, meeting people, working, like figuring out adulthood, I also had this camera sitting on my shelf getting dusty and had nowhere that I could go to learn how to use it. Um, and so all of those puzzle pieces that, that summer started kind of clicking together for me. And I did a deep dive on the learning space. And you know, I was really hyper-focused on in-person learning, which we'll talk about. It's funny, I'm... I'm even like stumbling over my words right now, because usually in this part of my story, I talk about how online classes didn't work for me. Yeah, girl, I, I can whole, roll, hands up, can right, yeah. right. And so we'll we'll kind of dig into that a little bit, but but that's where Scope Hop came from. Was this was this n- simple need to learn how to use my camera 
and thinking, man, when I grew up, I learned with other people. I wasn't just trying to figure it out on my own at home. Um, and so I spent that summer um, nights and weekends writing a business plan, researching how people find hobbies, pick up skills. They take classes in person online at the community college. Like, what do you do after age 22? Um, and then I found a friend of a friend who was a hand lettering artist. She actually was a friend of my realtor um, in town. And I just pitched her on this concept of, hey, I'm trying to make taking classes easier. And I think hand lettering would be a great one to start. Do you want to try it with me? I think we maybe had the name Skillpot, but I mean, it was a really roughed out concept. And so we hosted that first class in September 2015, 100% for free, just to test the concept. I thought it would be all uh, like my friends coming to be nice yeah. to me. And it was almost entirely a group of strangers who just found it on Twitter and Instagram. And so I remember, um, I mean, I will never forget that day. And that feeling of being in the class and thinking, Oh my gosh, I think we have something here. Um, and so I, uh, yeah, I, I left my full-time job about two weeks later. Yes, you did. Miss Haley. Yes, you did. Snaps. I'm giving you snaps. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that is a powerful story. And what I want to note to you, which I don't even think maybe you've realized, and maybe you have that when you said you and your husband moved to Charlotte, you didn't know anybody, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just saying, I'm going to sit here, like that could have been a failure, right? Like a lot of times I think people who are new to communities, they don't know where to go. They don't know who to turn to. They don't know what network they want to go to first. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think you sort of pivoted your way out of just, you know, staying stagnant. And even in that, I think that's overcoming a failure in itself is the fact that you created something in a community that you had become new to yourself and saw a void. Mm -hmm. So it's just really interesting that instead of going one direction, you went the other and look how awesome you've turned out. Mm. I mean, I just, how I even know about you is because we did um, an in-person workshop in Charlotte. And we'll go back to these virtuals. Don't think yeah, I'm letting that yeah, go. I know. Um, so I'm, we were at um, Advent Coworking in Charlotte um, because Improve It is now also in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I remember we had, it was like one of our first events there. And I had the same feeling of like, hopefully people will come and not mm-hmm. just our friends. Mm-hmm. And people were coming up to us and they're like, is this skill pop? And we're like, no, what is skill pop? <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> every time a big group walked up, I was like, yeah, this is it. But it, it, did, it ended up being a great group of people and it was awesome. And you also had a great turnout there too. But everybody, you oh, know, funny. I, yeah. more, yeah, more I learn about Charlotte, um, the more I know just how big of a presence you are. And mm-hmm. I just think it's so cool that you've taken the things that were your shortcomings, realized it, and then completely flipped to where you are now. So I want to talk about that, where we are now. So you're in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic, COVID-19. You had an in-person business and you said, and I quote, it will not work online. And I know a friend may have said the same thing. She's on this this line with you. Um, <laughs> so tell us about your new normal. So first, can you just share with us what happened? What went through your mind when you found out that events everywhere were canceled and people couldn't leave their house? Um, yes. And I wish this was a video interview, Erin, because if you could see me, I just like took off my glasses, like rubbed my eyes. Oh, <laughs> girl, I'll um, show you. I'll let my hair. Here it is. Okay. I'm taking yeah. off my ponytail. 
Oh man. Um, yeah. So I will, I'll just kind of walk you through our last month and, and it is, um, it's just funny. It's, I mean, it's not, it's sad. It's wild. It's a whole lot of things, but to me, it is also a little bit funny because I, like I just said, I've, I have pitched skill pop so many times, whether it's just telling the story on a show like this or, you know, I, we went through Techstars Austin. So I pitched at that demo day. I've pitched, you know, all kinds of people. And I can't tell you how many times in that pitch I've said online learning just didn't work for me. Like I wanted, mm-hmm. a, I created Skill Pop because I wanted a teacher in the room. I wanted to meet someone face to face over a shared interest. Um, I think, and I still think in person learning is really, really special. And that's been a part of our story for four and a half years. You know, I didn't start this thinking like, oh yeah, like classes, I guess we'll start in person. Like it was really intentional the way it was done. And so um, people ask me all the time, like, would you ever do online? It seemed like, it seems really interesting. It seems like you'd get a bigger audience. Have like, have you considered it? And I would say a thousand times over, oh my gosh, like great suggestion, but no, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, have, I have said before that will never be who we are. Like I have said that point blank. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've had a big, huge um, eat your words kind of month. So the way it went down for us is early March, this before, you know, I would say when the large scale events were starting to get canceled. So like think South by Southwest. And we were just kind of getting the whispers of like, this is coming. I wonder what will happen. I wonder how bad it'll be. We started to see a little bit of the writing on the wall. And the two things that I was watching, Aaron, and that I was worried about were I was watching for when our large employers here, like the banks, told people to work from home. And Mm -hmm. I was watching for when schools closed. And those were the things that I was just thinking, you know, if it gets bad enough, and we know on this side that it has and it's gotten worse. But I was thinking, you know, about a month ago, if this gets bad enough that people in mass are working from home, or that schools closed, I was thinking we are going to have a lot of trouble getting people to come out to classes. There, it's mm-hmm. not going to be safe. It's not going to make sense. And so between about March 5th and March 18th, things happened really quickly. You know, that first week, mm-hmm. we were simultaneously kind of multiple scales of disaster planning. We were thinking through, okay, what is the best case scenario? The best case scenario is people stay relatively healthy, our communities relatively untouched, we maybe issue more refunds than normal, see more cancellations than normal. We can go on as planned. You know, we had classes scheduled out through April. Um, what is the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is we have to cancel or postpone everything on our calendar. And I think even as we worked through that as a team, I didn't anticipate it actually happening. I definitely didn't anticipate it happening as quickly as it did. Um, mm-hmm. While we were working through that, just thinking, what happens to all of our in-person classes that We've already scheduled, we've already advertised, we've already sold. I was also, you know, looking at our cash flow and looking at this four and a half year old business that had 95% of our revenue coming from in-person events, four full-time people on payroll, 30 more using this as a part-time job, a hundred more contractors who make an income from Skillpop. And I was saying, okay, what, how long are we going to be able to float this? And what will it look like to stay alive as a business if things do get bad? And so you know, I I know a lot of dates for you because I recently blogged about kind of what this was like. And so I looked back through all of my texts and emails and kind of noted down for myself what the timeline was like. Um, On March 5th, I texted a mentor and I said, you know, I think I have a crazy idea and it's either dumb or brilliant. I'm not sure which one, but I'm thinking about trying to get some of our content online. And this was before we canceled anything. And so 
we we just started kind of workshopping it and working through it and thinking, what does that look like? What is, you know, I like I said, I've said online platform wasn't wasn't the thing for years. So what it, what does this mean? You know. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe we can in the next month we can kind of build out a business plan, figure out what the product is, where it lives on the site. How do we do it differently? There's so much online content out there. Um, and so I said, okay, well, here's what we'll do. We'll keep going with in-person as long as we can. We'll adjust every day as we figure out what's going on. And then we'll build this online stuff up over the next month. You know, we'll do a beta test. We'll bring some teachers on early. Well, I had this whole plan mapped out. And um, and then, you know, things escalated really quickly. Um, yeah. So about a week later, we went ahead and canceled kind of the 20% of our classes that require more human touch, you know, that are either food classes or um, like some, (laughs) it's a funny example, but like we had a swing dancing class that we canceled because you can't social distance. And um, we got a funny tweet about like, never knew swing dancing was a risky activity until my skill. (laughs) 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 Yeah. You got to find the humor in all of this. So a week later, that's where we were. And then within um, 48 hours, we found ourselves having to, um, having to cancel everything to, to flatten the curve and to help people stay home. Hey friends, I wanted to pause really quick and tell you about something we have coming up at Improve It. Now it's called Improve It's WFH Workshop From Home Membership. We hope you can join us. So as a member, we have an awesome arrangement of things that will help you navigate this remote environment and improve yourself both personally and professionally. So as a WFH member, you will receive one live interactive virtual workshop with your fellow community members to help you navigate remote work, an automatic ticket to our weekly live virtual webinars, or a recording to watch it whenever works best for you, a three-week DIY that's do-it-yourself e-learning course that's built in conjunction with the monthly workshop, and an online community, including a private Facebook group where you will receive live weekly mini coaching sessions with yours truly, laugh and lunch events with our hilarious improv professionals, and an exclusive weekly newsletter to members that gives you all the weekly deeds. So we're offering all of this for the low price of $19.99. Let me say it again for the people in the back, $19.99. So a portion of every purchase will be donated to our charity partners, Girl Forward and Girls Rock Charlotte to support their programs during this challenging time. The last date to sign up for our May cohort is April 30th at 1159 p.m. And you can find that in our show notes. If you're joining us for the month of June, our registration and the link to sign up will be coming very soon. I can't wait to see you there. So this was March 15th. It was 10 days after I had texted my mentor and said, I'm thinking about an online product. It might be dumb. It might be crazy. Or it might be a great idea. And this is still when I was thinking, okay, maybe we'll launch this in a couple of weeks. Once we cancel all of our classes, that that timer started. You know, yeah. like I knew exactly how much cash I had in the bank and how much of a runway we had. And I knew every day that we did not have something on the site that people could buy was a day ticking into that clock. So we, I worked through that whole weekend. I like canceled uh, plans to go visit my parents and um, worked the whole weekend. We 
again, like postponed, canceled everything, you know, corresponded with the thousand students who were signed up for classes. And then we launched Skill Pop Anywhere three days later um, oh. on March 18th. And it, um, it has like, it has been wild. It's been absolutely wild. And Aaron, even when we launched it, you know, I, we put it out through to our email community, you know, we have Mm -hmm. great, great email subscribers in all of the markets that we've been doing our in-person classes in. And, um, I wrote like a, a very personal note to them saying, you know, I would have liked a lot more time to get this polished for you. Um, but we don't have time. And so we're going to build this and we're going to build it a little bit messier. And we're going to invite you to be part of a part of this new launch. You know, it, it has felt, oh my gosh, it's felt like I am just completely back to the beginning in both a terrifying and an exhilarating way. Like I feel like I am starting skill pop over again from zero, but now um, my costs are higher. I have 30,000 people watching me. <laughs> yeah. But I also have four years of learning and a lot more resources and teachers who are on our team and great content that we're migrating over. So it is, um, it has just been like so many feelings, so much deja vu, so much excitement and stress. You know, it, it has been all the things and this really complicated experience of how do we build exactly the thing that we used to say we existed to not be, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Preach and pray his hands and all the hands. Yes. I, so funny that you just said you feel like you're back at the beginning because I just said that to my team and to my husband as I sat at our kitchen table last night, which is where I used to sit yeah. in our old apartment. Yeah. And I used to like, you know, sit there till like one in the morning just mm-hmm. because I had a day job and I was coming mm-hmm. up with ideas. I was innovating and I was, you know, putting things out into timelines and mapping it. And the fact that you did this in such a short period of time you could have just relished in it. You could have said, I'm going to sit back. And and there's a quote that I really, really love. And it's, or, am I letting things happen to me or am I letting things happen for me? Mm-hmm. And I really think you're allowing this to happen for you, even though you didn't say that this would ever be a part of like you. Well, actually, you did say this would never I be a part. This will not be a part. Of which is so cool. I mean, that's what I think, you know, if there is a silver lining in this, I think we are really innovating and coming up as as leaders and as entrepreneurs with something that the world needs right now. And the fact that you had such a strong following with your email list and the people who attended your in-person classes and champ, like they are truly champions mm-hmm. of your brand to switch right over to online just says wonders about the care and the attention that you give those in-person classes. And so for your champions, essentially your brand ambassadors to be a part of this journey for you to go on Pop anywhere, I think is just so cool. So congratulations, girl. I'm so impressed across the board. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What, you know, I'm not going to call this failing it because you're not failing it. You're nailing it, but you could have failed it. So let me ask you this. If you had three lessons that you learned from this, what would you say? And I'm going to use this example. I like your college example of your failure, but I also think the, you know, first week of this could have been a failure. The, yeah. I, I hear you on the emotions. I have yeah. gone 
from high to low to high, like within hours. So what would you say are the three biggest things that you've learned throughout all of this? Yeah. You know, the first one is, has actually been coming to mind just talking to you. And you said something a few minutes ago that, that sparked it. And so my mind's just been kind of like simmering on this. Like kind of like I joked about at the beginning, I don't, I don't love the concept of failure, right? It's not an easy thing for me to um, think about, talk about, admit any of that. And I think what I, a lot of times what I, what my mind just sees instead are you have problems, you have solutions, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like pass fail. It's like, is this a problem and what's the solution? Um, So even when I've, I've really worked hard in our culture and, and even when I'm bringing people on and they talk about, you know, what's the most important thing you look for in an employee? A lot of times it's, I, I look for problem solvers and mm-hmm. I think you're handed what you're handed. And so you, you know, you play the best with the the cards that you've got. Um, but I have always been the kind of person that says, okay, if, if plan A does not go, what is the plan B and what's the plan C and what's the plan, you know, how do, how do we solve whatever this problem is? And so that I think is the first thing is this has just been such a huge test for us and to, in solving what felt like an impossible problem. Mm -hmm. Um, probably the second thing, um, is something that I've really been learning over the last couple of years. Um, but I think it's been especially cemented lately is asking for help. The speed at which we were able to get this into the world was not a one woman show kind of speed. Um, it was a asking every mentor I had and calling, you know, calling friends of friends, who were good at tech stuff to talk to me about how do we live stream? Um, you know, it was like calling in every favor and, and even doing that with our community too of saying, here's where we are. Here's what we're trying to do. Will you come in and help us? Um, and so I think that's one thing that it can, it can be hard, especially if you're someone who, who doesn't like the idea of failure. It's hard to say, I need help right now. I need help right here. And I think one thing that probably could be a good thing coming out of all of this is, a lot of businesses are being forced to ask for help and forced to say, I need you to order pickup tonight. I need you to buy gift cards. I need you to tell your friends about this. And so hopefully, I don't think we're the only ones um, learning this right now at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I think the third thing, and I also, man, I'm probably going to think of three better things later because this is just very off the spot. But Improv girl. Yeah. Yeah. Nailing it. Okay. The third thing that comes to mind is... Um, is also just how I think it's been really important for us um, to keep some normalcy um, with all of this. And so what I mean by that is, you know, our team has worked really hard to kind of build in um, great rituals, isn't quite the word, but rituals, you know, of like, when do we, how do we track our metrics? When do we meet? What does that meeting look like? You know, we've, we've put together a pretty good framework for, and actually we did not put together it's from a book called Traction. It's a great book. <laughs> so we've oh, adopted okay. we've adopted this framework for how we run our meetings, our business, our metrics. Um, and as soon as all this happened, Erin, it was so easy to just throw all of that out the window, you know, and say, oh man, we've been working towards these Q1 goals for 11 weeks. And then in the 12th week, you know what happened. Like it all just went to nothing. And so, and so we just, we a hundred percent stopped. Like we stopped running our weekly meetings. We stopped tracking and measuring what we were tracking and measuring because none of it felt relevant anymore. And then as we've kind of like worked through this murkiness of the last few weeks of saying, okay, what does it look like now to, to move the ship and to run a different kind of business um, and to start something over again with the same team, we have realized, and, and honestly, 
I was not the first person to realize this. My team has pointed this out to me, like, Kaylee, we need those meetings back. And we mm-hmm. need we need to keep some of the rhythms that kept us glued together, um, even if a lot of the parameters are changing. Um, so I'd say that's something that in my personal life and in our professional team life, just figuring out how to do quick pivots and crisis, it is uh, the things that have made it easier and doable are keeping trying to keep as much normalcy as much rhythm as we can instead of just you know throwing it all out the window i love that and we're gonna we're gonna link to your um traction book in our show notes for people who want to listen to that book or not listen who want to read and or get it read on audio or listen. No? yeah love read it or listen um and then i want to comment too it's so funny you said that because i've had the team that i have um one of them came in in year two of our business ally um and the other two came in when there were already processes and procedures put in place and it was so cute the other day one of our teammates jenna said to me. I'm mourning the loss of Asana, which is um, a project management tool, software tool that we use. And it's free, by the way. And it's so true. And I said to her, I was like, you know, what we are doing right now, which improve it right now is doing a pivot 2.0. But what we are doing right now is what you came into, right? Like you came into these processes and procedures Mm -hmm. already sort of being built, And that's, I think, a lot of people who go into corporate America, they go into something that's already being built and people are watching how the sausage is made right now. You know, like it is this is the real stuff and the work and the grit that you're putting in. So those lessons are beautiful. Let me ask you this. So in improv, which, you know, we are an improv, we are a professional development company who uses improv Mm -hmm. to say uh, train on soft skills. So we say there are no mistakes, only gifts. So what would you say your one action item would be for somebody to improve themselves based on your quote unquote gifts? So what's one thing that you would tell somebody listening right now to do tomorrow or today mm-hmm. based on what you've learned? Okay. And so the things I said I learned were about problems and solutions, asking mm-hmm. for help and adding in normalcy. I feel like the adding in... Um, for where we are in the world right now, I think there are some very easy ways to build normalcy into your life and build routines and build habits um, to kind of keep, you know, keep your days feeling a little bit different from one another, keep your weeks different from the weekends, um, and keep you still thriving in a really uncertain time. And so even if it's small things, you know, for me personally, it's been uh, like the smallest things, Erin, like having a really big cup of water between my coffee and whatever my afternoon drink is, you know, or going for a walk with my husband every day, or not working on um, Saturdays and Sundays, you know, just building in some kind of small routines, and then adding our team meetings back. Um, So that I think is a great first step is kind of looking at what are your weeks like right now in the midst of all of this? And where can you build in a little bit of normalcy to, um, to kind of feel feel like your best self? I love that, Haley. I love that. I, I'm such a believer in morning routines. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm such a believer in it. So even, I mean, an evening routine, a, yeah. you know, yeah. I think it's so important in, in any type of normalcy we can give ourselves. I agree with you. So, so needed and necessary right now. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? Oh, uh, I feel like what I'm doing now. <laughs> I think it's what I just did. 
I don't have anything different for you. (laughs) That's perfect. Okay. We'll call that. That is amazing. Cause I, you know, going back to what you said too, like you asked for help. I remember seeing my friends on Instagram. I remember seeing your Instagram story where you were like, if anybody knows how to use these technology platforms. I did. Yes. Yes. I thought that was beautiful. I mean, that's what we have to do right now. So I love that. Next question. What did you fail at today? Yeah, I've been just like my inbox right now is a mess. I I was late sending my stuff over to you, Erin. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I get it. Girl. I get it. Yeah, I'm behind on like 12, 12 things. I've today has not been a good prioritization day for me. That's okay. But you're still you're still nailing it, even yeah. if you feel like you're failing it. Okay. Yeah. So this is the last thing we're gonna do. It's called the fail yeah round. Okay. So this is going to include a little improv, a little thinking quickly on your feet, which you're great at. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and then you have to respond as fast as you can with a one-word answer. Um, So no, you can't fail. But if you say more than one word, I'm going to say, fail, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So are you ready? This is going to go quick. It's going to be fast. And you just got to shout out one word that comes to mind. Don't overthink it. Are you ready, Haley? Okay, I'm going to do my best. Okay, you're going to nail it. Okay, so one word to describe your early career. Uh, Math. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one word to describe where you're currently at in your career. Creative. One word to describe your future self. Mm, Thriving. Oh, yes, girl. One word to describe your favorite boss. Understanding. One word to describe your least favorite boss. Young. (laughs) (laughs) One word to describe your management style. Uh, Listening. And one word to describe skill pop anywhere. Anywhere. And one word to describe this interview. Delightful. Oh, and I didn't feel you nailed it. So that was perfect. (laughs) Okay. Well, tell everyone here where they can find you, where, because anybody listening to this can find Skillpop and do Skillpop anywhere. So tell them where they can find you. Yeah. So I will, I'll make my quick Skillpop anywhere pitch and and tell everyone where we are. So obviously, you, you know, we've talked about how online was such a big shift for us, but really what we're trying to do with this is bring all of the engagement and interaction of our in-person classes to an online space. So you can find them all at skillpop.com. That's where our in-person classes live as well. Um, once, you know, once we're past all of this. Um, but skillpop.com, there's a banner at the top that says try skillpop anywhere. And that's where you'll find our classes. They are live. They're with experts. Um, and they're still in fairly small groups where you can ask questions, interact, meet people in the class. They're happening 5 and 7 p.m. Eastern time about every night of the week. Um, and then we are also pretty active on Instagram, just at Skillpop. We are Skillpop HQ on Twitter and Facebook. And like we alluded to earlier, um, we have a great email community and would love for anyone to join us there as well. Oh, I love it so much. And I will say this, Allie, our director of ops, took a Skill Pop Anywhere class on Instagram and she yeah. loved it. So oh, we're going to match for you. Thank Killed you. It. Thank you. Uh, well, Haley, thank you so much for being here. I want to tell everybody else, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot of you listening to this and tag us on Instagram at learn to improve it. That's learn to improve it or find us on Facebook at Improve It and use the hashtag Failed It Podcast. 
Again, failed at podcast. Thanks so much for being here, Haley. You rock, girl. Thanks for having me, Erin. This has been a blast. Hey, friends. Thanks for tuning in to Failed It. I'm so happy you're along for the ride. And if you enjoyed today's show, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. I'll see you next week, but want to leave you with this thought. What will you fail at today? And how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I'm proud of you and you are totally failing it. See you next time. Thank you.